There we go. Here comes people. Mm -hmm. Give everybody a minute, obviously, to, to join in. Come on in. Suddenly realize it's starting. So I guess maybe we can get started, Haley, uh, yeah. just because uh, we have lots of information to share over the course of the next little while here with all of you guys that are joining us right now. Um, so to open this up, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Miranda Ferrier. I'm the CEO of the Ontario PSW Association and the Canadian Support Workers Association. And today we are joined with Haley Tasky, who is from Lloyd and Save or SAD, uh, our new brokers here at the association that's offering the $2 million professional liability insurance. And we thought now is a good time for us to open up the floor again to talk about why it is so super important that PSWs carry their own professional liability insurance. And with that, I'm going to open it up to Miss Haley. Welcome, Haley. Thank you very much, Miranda. Appreciate you having me uh, and just opening the opportunity to discuss um, the importance of professional liability with your members. So as uh, as you mentioned, my name is Haley Task. I'm a partner and senior advisor with Lloyd Sad Insurance. We've partnered with Jones Delorier Insurance Managers out of Ontario to bring you a specific professional liability program that is facilitated right through you being a member of uh, Opshwa. And, uh, and, and I'm here to discuss why this is so important. Why do members need this coverage? And so I, I, I also want to make sure that everybody knows that this is, and the reason why we partnered with the organization and the association is that this is my specialty area of insurance and risk management. I've developed programs across the country for members for medical malpractice, professional liability. Um, and I, I know I don't have enough gray hair for anybody to believe me, but I have been doing this about 17 years. And so this really is, is my world. And, uh, and I thank everybody for spending the time to, to go through all this stuff. Okay. So what we're going to review uh, over the next few minutes that we have together is what is professional liability? You know, we hear the word, but but what truly is it? How does it respond? Um, why you need it as a PSW? Your, what is your risk? What, where's your exposures? And what could possibly happen if you don't have it? Types of claims that we are seeing with PSWs specifically. So we're going to give a little bit of examples. We're going to talk about a little bit of the coverage highlights on the program as well. So what are the benefits? What are you gaining from the insurance product? Um, yeah, those types of things. Okay, the big one, what is professional liability insurance? So professional liability insurance responds to claims arising from your work as a PSW in Canada. So third parties bring suits forward for negligence, whether they're actual or alleged acts of negligence for your work as a PSW. What do we mean by what is a claim? You know, 
a claim is typically when somebody gets served a lawsuit. What do you do in that case? How does it, what do you, what kind of coverage do you need in order to protect yourself? Professional liability is that type of coverage. So someone can accuse you of doing all sorts of things, whether true or not true in the case of uh, of your your operations. And professional liability is what is going to respond to protect you as a PSW. Now, you may also hear professional liability referred to as errors and emissions insurance or in the medical field, medical malpractice liability. They're essentially the exact same thing. It's just different terminology to explain the same types of coverage. So this coverage really important to note though, that it responds while you're acting within your scope of practice. So you can't become a contractor and then have uh, your professional liability respond. It's specifically surrounding you acting within your scope as a PSW. There are other types of liability insurance that PSWs can have, should have, um, but this is the main meat and potatoes of this is what you require when you are um, licensed to practice as a PSW. And so other types of coverage, something like general liability you may hear, I'm going to talk about that a little bit at the very end, but general liability is another piece of exposure that um, PSWs may have from a, a, an insurance coverage standpoint that would be really important to have. And I also want to say, if anybody's got questions throughout the presentation, please just type them in the chat and we'll make sure that we kind of answer them as we go uh, if required. So don't hesitate. I like all of these discussions to be collaborative um, and so that we're, we're answering everybody's questions as they come in. So the big question, why do PSWs need insurance? Why do you need professional liability insurance? What happens if you're named in a lawsuit due to your professional negligence, whether actual or just alleged? these things are always accidents. There's never any intention for these types of accidents to happen. And that's the biggest scary part. But these policies will provide defense. The cost of a lawyer to defend yourself, if you are named in a suit due to professional negligence, can be astronomical. I think we all know the cost of a lawyer these days is at least a few hundred dollars an hour, if not more than that. So that's what these policies will provide. Your personal assets and wealth are at risk if there's no coverage to respond. So if you are served, you have a responsibility, a legal responsibility to respond to that suit. What do you do? If you are unable to access an insurance policy to pay for that, it absolutely will impact your personal assets and your personal wealth as a result. And it is at your own cost in order to defend, in order to defend the complaint or the allegation. If there's a complaint against you, that requires you to go to court or a hearing to defend yourself. These policies will pay for your legal defense and your advice. Um, without it, again, this is 100% out of your own pocket. If we are looking at a complaint specifically, we know that trending in the medical industry, any sort of complaint ranges at the minimum of about a $20,000 cost just for the member to actually get advice and have a lawyer defend them for a very small item. This is very much applicable when members or professional individuals are within regulation. However, that is coming down the pipe uh, in the world of PSWs is becoming regulated. Um, and that would be the standard minimum cost is what we usually see is about $20,000 for a complaint. 
coverage follows you if you're a contractor. This is a big one. And I'm going to talk about employers coverage right away here as well. But the coverage will follow you as an individual. So you can work at multiple different facilities, multiple different locations, and this goes with you. Employers coverage is not going to do that. It's not going to follow you. Contractors always require their own personal insurance. It's um, And I'll talk about it again on another page, but without your own insurance as a contractor, a lot of insurance companies will not extend from an employer's policy to actually protect you. What if you have a legal question around a situation regarding your profession? These policies will provide that legal advice. So if you need to make a phone call, if you have a question, that is what is available to you. So, and it doesn't matter if you work for someone else or work for your just yourself. This policy is applicable in both contexts and is super important that you have it regardless of what your working situation is. We wanna make sure this is a benefit to you as a PSW. Take care of yourself and obtain the insurance specifically for professional liability. Don't rely on employers' uh, employers' insurance. This is a big one. And this is a big misconception, actually, in the world of medical professionals and the world of insurance and their employer. And so I touched a little bit about contractors. And so the reason I say contractors require their own insurance is because most insurance companies and insurance policies do not cover contractors. They will not provide coverage for contractors. That's because you move around a lot as a contractor. You may work for multiple different, even uh, owners and facilities and different employers. And when insurance companies look at you as a contractor, they go, well, if we cover you under your employer's policy over here and you move around, somebody may rely on or think that our policy is going to extend while you're working for somebody completely different. And that is not the intention of the employer's policy. So we always say if you are moving around, even if you are exclusively working for one employer, make sure that you have your own professional liability insurance. Another many reasons why we do suggest don't rely on employer's coverage is what if your employer didn't buy enough insurance? So what if the limit of insurance is a super, super low limit? And we have a lawsuit come in that actually would just exhaust that just in the legal defense side of things. What happens? Maybe you as that individual are not going to be provided the defense and the cost associated with that, that your employer is going to utilize to protect themselves in that specific situation. Maybe the coverage that they've structured isn't intended to drop down to the medical professions professionals that they have on staff. And it's just intended to defend their organization and their entity specific to, to that, to your employer. And maybe it doesn't, it's not intended to drop down to you. And you don't have any control over how these policies are set up. So that's why I always say, don't rely on employer's coverage. Employer's coverage, again, like I said, the contractor issue. So they will exclude contractors a lot of the time. It can be arranged, but again, if you move around, you're not gonna get coverage at every single facility that you work, at, you work at. What if your employer doesn't properly report a claim? There's timeline requirements to these things. There could end up being no coverage in a claim situation because you as a PSW have no control over when your employer reports a claim. If they report the claim, if they choose to handle it themselves, that is something that is their prerogative, but it doesn't 
mean that it's going to provide you coverage and potentially it could actually um, render the claim not covered depending on their timeline of reporting or if they fail to report a claim. What if you're in a situation outside of your employment? CPR is a perfect example. Um, you're standing on the sideline of, of your child's soccer game and somebody goes, it, somebody collapses, they require CPR. What if they bring a suit towards you as a result of they were harmed due to that action? Your employers are never going to respond to that. It is 100% required that these policies are going to follow you as a personal, as an individual, wherever you are acting within your scope as a PSW. Your employer's coverage will never do that. It's not going to respond to protect you if you are not on the job. No coverage would ever be provided by an employer's policy to assist a member through a complaint. Now, again, this is surrounding the world of regulation, but when we get into regulation, which is going to happen in the world of PSWs across the country too, the most amount of complaints that we see in the medical field sometimes come and mostly come from your employer. And so when that complaint or if a complaint comes forward, your employer is never going to protect you in that case. And so this is another perfect reason why we should make sure that as PSWs, you have professional liability insurance for yourself. Um, and it definitely would not give you access to a lawyer. So even if you had a question regarding your profession, you know, maybe you're uncomfortable with the scope of requests that you're being given in or the tasks that you've been given to uh to conduct and maybe you need to discuss with a lawyer that is familiar with the world that you live in and to give you some guidelines as to how to manage that and how to handle that and your employer's policy is never going to do that so i just want to make sure that i outline the misconceptions surrounding the employer's coverage okay claims that can occur. So we talk about, you know, what is professional liability? I'm going to talk about the specific coverages in a minute on the policy, but I like to relate back to what can happen. What claims can we see come out of our world? Um, you know, and these are real life examples. We've seen these claims. I've had these claims as an insurance professional. I've seen PSWs have these types of, of uh, incidents. And these can be risk managed against, but a lot of the time, these things are never deliberate. They are always just accidents and accidents are called that for a reason. They're never meant to happen, but it can result in a very bad situation that could bring a claim forward and put you in, a, in, a, in an area where you're looking for some protection and some coverage. Medication mix-ups. Now we know that it's, you know, a lot of the time these are unintended. We understand that in many workplaces, PSWs are not required to administer medication. Um, however, in some contexts of your work, it could be part of a delegated authority where you do administer medication or at least assist a patient with taking their specific medication. Where we have seen a claim come forward, and I actually, my client has one, um, that somebody just mixed up the medication between one patient to another and they crossed over. They were next door in the same room, almost in the same room, um, and one was given to the wrong patient. And it did cause a significant impact and that there was medical complications as a result. 
it's an accident, but that's the type of claim that can occur. So we get family members looking for, um, you know, assistance through that. We get organizations and families looking to either fine, investigate and, uh, and provide monetary relief if, if you have harmed a family member without even any intention, but it does happen. Failure to report a fall or an illness of a patient. Again, another big one. You know, if, if you have to report and you have to document these things and it hasn't been reported back, um, and it ends up that it kind of spirals out of control, that patient ends up becoming sicker and sicker as a result of maybe an item that you didn't bring to someone's attention, 100% this can bring a claim forward. So it could be due to um, the negligence in failing to provide the medical treatment or service that 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 individual required. Um, insufficient training, you know, we we can get a lot of situations where, I mean, the healthcare system is strained, we don't have enough people in our system to help um, to provide, you know, the hands on service in some contexts that are really required. And so we do see a lot of of medical professionals that are being asked to perform things outside of their competency or scope of practice or their comfort levels. And so sometimes these do result in claims. Um, and so I always say, you know, question it, lean on somebody, tell somebody that you're uncomfortable just from a risk management perspective. Um, but definitely do all that you can to train and educate yourself on whatever uh, functionalities that you need to perform as a PSW to just to make sure that you're in line with with um, with the services that you are providing. Okay, Fair, failure to follow directions of a direct supervisor. Um, it's usually not the case of deliberately not following instructions, but just unintended. So again, this is just a mistake. But if you were given direction and then the direction kind of even gets miscommunicated, maybe you didn't understand the exact way that it the, the individual wanted you to perform that task and it results in harm to that patient. Absolutely, it can bring a claim forward. Bodily injury to a patient. This is a big one. And actually, we see a lot of these. So, you know, a big one is hot running water, not checking the water and the temperature before people are helping somebody bath or, um, or, you know, not helping lift somebody appropriately and then falling and hurting themselves as a result. And so this is a, this is a really, really big one. And we do see this quite often, improper communication and no consent. Now we always say, make sure your patient is aware of what's going to happen next. Talk to them, communicate with them, get their consent if they're able to give that consent. And so we always say, talk to them and document things, write things down, make sure that if you are uncomfortable in the situation you are in, or, um, or anything that that, you know, you think maybe was a little bit off, write it down. If there's things that come up in the future, your note taking is going to be imperative to any sort of situation that comes up. And we do find that those documentations, they're great risk management tools, great risk management tools. If you looked at it and read it in six months, would you understand exactly what went on? And would you be able to reenact the situation to essentially, you know, gain that, that context that you were not negligent and that you did all that you could. 
damage to patient's personal property. This is really interesting. This is actually a different type of coverage, but we do see it in the PSW world. So a lot of the time, you know, you're helping people make meals or you're helping people around the house specifically in and out of baths, those types of things. And what if you put a hot pot on a countertop and ruin that countertop? That general liability policy is then what's going to respond to pick up the property damage associated with the uh, with the hot pot on the counter. And so that's also what I mean by on the first slide that there's another type of liability coverage that can be very beneficial to uh, to PSWs. Okay. Coverage highlights. So what are some of the specific coverages that are within this program that we have? So it's great that we've got professional liability insurance, but how does that look? How does that respond? And what are the pieces of coverage that make up that policy? And so this is just a snapshot. There are more coverages that we do have available within the program. Uh, one of the big things that I like to highlight is there's no deductible and no program aggregate. What does that mean? So no deductible, pretty self-explanatory. If you do have a claim come forward, there is zero upfront cost or any cost associated to the PSW for making that claim. Now, we do this on purpose because we want to make sure that if there is an incident, that you report it, gain the help that you need and that you require in order to help mitigate that loss. The zero deductible specifically, we, we put this in place to try and mitigate issues up front. We find if there's a $500 deductible, nobody will tell us because they don't want to pay the deductible. So this is a value add to you as a member of this program is no deductible, no program aggregate as well. So this is a little bit more complicated. The no program aggregate essentially means we have many PSWs across Ontario that are accessing this program. What if everybody has, has a big claim? In the world of insurance, there's things called aggregates where insurance companies cap out the amount that they're able to pay for a claim over a year, over a program. We have structured this program that there is no cap, essentially meaning that everybody, every PSW that has coverage on this program will be provided their coverage. And there's no cap out if we have a really ugly situation, let's say class action or something big. And so this is another massive benefit to our members um, that there's, there's no cap on that. The disciplinary expense coverage to assist members through a complaint process. We have a limit of $75,000 here. This is a really big limit. What we do see is these types of claims come in around that 20, 25,000, but we've added an extra buffer to give you further protection um, with respect to this type of coverage. So if there is a complaint, you know, once we come into regulation again, you know, the government is will be the authority likely in Ontario um, but this is really important. How are you going to defend yourself in that case? And so this is why we ensure that this coverage is, is put on there. Coverage extends to PSWs automatically if you're, you're self-employed and a sole proprietor. Other programs out there will add an additional premium if you are a sole proprietor. We do not. So we want to make sure that if you are an individual and you're operating under your own sole proprietor name, that we make sure that coverage is provided for you under this policy, huge benefit. So you can work for multiple organizations, multiple entities, um, you can move around as and do your work as, as a PSW without having any additional costs to the insurance. The limit, 
So $2 million per claim with a $5 million per member member annual aggregate. So $2 million per claim is quite a significant limit. Um, this is if you are served for a professional liability loss. And so when we talk about what is professional liability at the very beginning, it's your failure to either administer or not administer professional services uh, within your scope as a PSW. And so if there is a claim that comes forward, we have a limit of $2 million available per claim to assist you. This covers legal costs and settlements depending on the accusation of that specific claim. Total $5 million per member annual aggregate. Again, this is per year. So this is the maximum amount that you could use up in one year as a PSW. You could have two and a half, $2 million claims uh, in one year. I mean, that's going to be few and far between. We're, we're going to knock on wood that that's not going to happen. But it is available to you. So lots of coverage, lots, lots of, um, lots of limit there for you. Good Samaritan Act. So performing CPR. Um, with somebody, you know, you're on site at a car accident and you're the first one there. Or again, like I mentioned, somebody on a soccer field that, that you need to be able to provide a medical service. The Good Samaritan Act is included on this policy. So essentially it's going to cover and defend you for anything that you do and help somebody off work, just you as a personal a person um, on your personal time. And so this is a really important piece of coverage to, to have added within the policy because this policy will defend you. Miranda, do we have a question? Oh, you're muted. I can't hear you, Miranda. Sorry. So sorry, it says, I uh, just want to confirm the PSW liability insurance is applicable in Alberta for healthcare aids HCA as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the coverage is Canada wide. So you just need to make sure that you are acting within your scope of practice within the province that you are primarily licensed. But yes, it absolutely spans across the country. Okay. Next piece of coverage, uh, legal services hotline available to all policyholders. This is a great perk. This gives you access to um, Miller Thompson, which is a pretty, um, I guess, a big name in the legal world. Uh, you can call and ask questions based surrounding your profession as a PSW uh, at no additional cost. So you can call and ask, hey, you know, I've got this situation. I'm a little bit concerned about it. And they'll be able to guide you in, into a direction of how to handle it. Is it a claim? Do we need to make a report something? Or is it just simply a piece of advice? All of these are included within your association membership. Massive benefit to you as a PSW. And this is truly just a benefit to you personally. So we want to look at advocacy to the member um, and making sure that you have protection for your work as a PSW. We also have optional coverages available. Now, this is 100% based on what you want to purchase as a PSW. If you want to access this coverage, you just have to go through the link through the association um, and it'll give you all of the options there to collect your certificate as a member, as well as purchase different and uh, additional coverages if that's something that you that you wish to do. So this is a bit of a snapshot. I really hope that this was informative and helpful to everybody. I welcome questions. If you think of questions after the fact, you know, reach out and uh, and we can make sure that we 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 get those answered for you. And that's all I've got. 
Any other questions coming through, Miranda? Uh, yes, there is one. Hold on a second here. What coverage should we have for driving clients? Okay, so driving clients is a totally different deal than your professional liability coverage. Now, if you're driving your own personal vehicle, I would highly suggest you talk to your personal insurance company because if there is any driving somebody for compensation or hire, that can sometimes be an exclusion. So you have to make sure that you have some business use allocated to your vehicle or you have been given the okay from your personal insurer to carry that individual. Now, if they've said yes, that's not a problem. We want to make sure that you have a decent liability limit. I do suggest $2 million. Um, bodily injury in, in vehicle accidents, we're seeing a significant rise in that exposure and the value of those types of claims that can go up, especially if you're driving a, a patient around. And so I would 100% go to your personal insurance company and get permission and get the okay and get the, yes, we approve, you're okay to do this. They'll probably ask you, you know, how many times would you transport somebody? What would be the distance? They'll ask you some qualifying questions and they'll either give you the yes or the no. Some insurance companies may have different responses, um, but that is what I would suggest is go right to your auto insurer. Awesome. Um, so another person asked, and I guess we can answer this one. Uh, what is the cost to the individual? Uh, so this, this uh, insurance is through the association. Uh, you obtain your association membership, which makes you a certified personal support worker in the province of Ontario, uh, as we're the only certifying body uh, in Ontario for PSWs. And the cost for a PSW is $197.75, and that's with taxes included. So that's the total cost. And remember, it's also tax deductible, guys. So mm -hmm. on your income tax every year, you can claim your professional membership and you get your money back. So at the end of the day, you're protecting yourself. I mean, and there's so many other bonuses that come with being a member of OPSWA. Um, but, you know, and you're more than welcome to go and have a look at it and we can put it in the chat. You guys can go have a look at our website if you want to see what else we offer to our members. Um, but yeah, so that's $197.75 tax deductible. There's other options too, like Haley said, entrepreneurial membership as well. If you want to work for yourself, that is a bit more, but again, tax deductible. So it's kind of free. Put out the money first and get it back. So we do have a couple other questions here, actually, that are popping up. Yeah, let's, let's go. All right. Um, so, so the driving insurance covers accidents. So he means like accidents as in car crashes. Uh, and the PSW insurance would cover an accident transferring client, etc. So I guess their clarification is wanted. Fair, fair. So anytime somebody is hurt in a vehicle accident, it's going to just be your auto policy that's going to respond. The person, the, the professional liability coverage is going to respond when you are or either administrating or, or not administrating your professional services as a PSW. So if there was a situation where you pulled over in the car, somebody needed CPR in the back seat, and that CPR caused an issue, that's a professional liability issue. If the accident and bodily injury is due to the car accident, that is a vehicle insurance problem. So there's bodily injury coverage within your auto policies. That would be where that gets covered, not on your professional liability coverage. They're a little bit different. Well, they're quite different. It just depends on the context of the um, what services you're performing. Okay. No, that's a good answer. And that's a good question. 
This one here too is a really good question that just came in as well. It says, when a claim comes forward, what are the next steps to access our insurance? That's the first question. And then what if the employer accesses theirs, do, do we do our own at the same time? Yeah, that is a fantastic question. So the PSW at LloydSad.com email is available to all members that have coverage um, through OPSWA. And if you do have a claim, email that email address. We're watching it all the time. Um, we'll make sure that we get a response back to you kind of within a, a working day. We get it reported. We get you connected with an adjuster. So specifically, reach out to us. We'll make sure that we handle and guide you through that initial part of that claims process. Um, and the other side of that question, remind me, so how do we do that? And then, oh yeah, the employer's coverage. So this is going to be very dependent on what the accusation is and what that letter is stating. So if you've personally named in that specific scenario through your employer, 100%, we report it on both policies. So your employer will, will report it for them and you can report it for yourself. And at that point in time, the policies will determine how they work either together or completely separately. One will defend you guaranteed and the other one will defend your employer, but we're not guaranteeing that it'll actually protect you as a PSW. So in those cases, everybody will report everything to everyone and the insurance companies will determine how to actually carry out the, the claim. Thank you so much for answering that, Haley, because I think there's a lot of confusion, right? I and mean, we hear a lot of times on the ground with our PSWs that they say, well, I don't need liability insurance because my employer covers me. And in a lot of times, you know, um, that's not the case. And um, so let me ask you, let me give you a scenario question. Actually, it's a true scenario. It actually happened uh, to a PSW that was not a member of the association. Uh, and I was an expert witness for her lawyer on her behalf in the court case. <clears throat> and what had happened was, is that she was accused where it was a PSW working in long-term care and she was accused of um, abusing an Alzheimer's patient in long-term care. And uh, make a long story short, she wasn't guilty. Uh, but by the time everything was all said and done, this PSW had to remortgage her house in order to pay her oh. lawyer. She was out over $35,000 in court fees. Couldn't work while she was, you know, um, being you know, um, being, uh, going through the court process or whatever. So how would have insurance had kicked in? And she kicked herself in the butt after for not being an optional member, not going to lie. Uh, yes. cause it, they don't realize how fast those court fees can accrue. Like it, it's sure. really, and she was innocent as could be. It was, yeah. it was an accusation by someone else that had worked for her that saw something from over 40 feet away through slats yeah. of a blinds thinking she was abusing someone. And it all went all the way to court. And so, yeah, over $35,000, remortgaged wow. her house, lost wow. everything, couldn't work while she was there. So um, how how would how would insurance Great. help? Great question. Yeah. And, and you brought up a bit of a wild card, which is the accusation of abuse. And so when you say she was completely proven innocent, our policy does respond to defend you if you are deemed to be not guilty in the accusation of abuse. Now I'd have to double check on the limit. I want to say it's either 50 or a hundred thousand dollars. And so this would have more than protected that PSW and she would have never had to actually remortgage her house. Um, in the case of abuse liability, nobody tolerates the actual act of abuse in the insurance world. Um, same with criminal actions in nature. They're always excluded on all policies. If you are guilty, 
If you are not guilty, our policy will defend you as a PSW for either a criminal accusation or an accusation of abuse if you are deemed to be not guilty at the end of the day. And so this policy would have 100% protected that member. Okay, fantastic. We got questions coming in like crazy. I'm going to go in the order that they came in, uh, just so you're aware. So this was actually an offline question. Uh, someone had this question. I am a member of a union. Do I need PL insurance or am I safe with my union? So I actually do believe that you still need the professional liability insurance, even though you may be protected by the union in certain cases. Um, I've seen situations where a lot of medical professionals are always protected by their union. However, the professional liability still provides an extra layer of buffer because it's not always cut and dry as to what you're going to gain protection from your union for. So will they protect from a disciplinary action? Maybe, maybe not. Um, will they pay your legal costs or legal advice costs associated? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, they may just help kind of walk you through a process and 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 help you, but there very well could be a lot of situations where they don't. Um, and that's really hard to know exactly how a union provides that assistance because um, I'm just not boots on the ground within that union or understanding what their process is. But it's I kind of bring it back a little bit to the employer's insurance. Um, same thing, right? You can be guaranteed that this policy is protecting you as a PSW personally for yourself and you can access it or not access it. If your union is going to protect you in a situation, great. But you have this insurance as a backstop for yourself if something was to, to seriously go out in the left field and you need help. Thank you for answering that. I, think, I didn't even think of that, to be perfectly honest. So that, that's a really good question. Whoever asked it, fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so we've got three more questions upcoming here. When PSWs become regulated, how mm -hmm. does this change or affect this insurance policy? I don't think I it love will. that question. Yeah, I love that question. Yeah. Okay. So, so in the world of regulation and medical professionals, I've seen this in many different worlds across the country where we have some medical professionals that are in one province and they're under regulation and the same medical professional that's in another one that's not under regulation. The insurance as a whole is not going to change. The biggest thing with regulation is that insurance typically becomes mandatory. And so you need this as a medical professional. So that is really where the insurance is going to get impacted. Not so much that the coverage is going to change. Where it gets really important is that disciplinary expense cover when we get into regulation. That is where we see 90% of the claims in this space. Uh, and that is where members need the most amount of assistance is when they are subject to a complaint. Remember, complaints can come from anywhere. They can come from the public. A lot of the time they actually come from your employer or even an employee that you work with, a coworker. And those are the three buckets of where we typically see complaints come from. And we get them all the time. And it doesn't matter the level of medical professional. We can see somebody as high up as doctors and somebody like they always are getting complaints as well. And so it, it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to bring something forward. And so that is really where regulation is going to is going to shift everything. Um but it's it's not going to change this product. We built the product specifically to protect you now as well as within regulation. 
Perfect. That was a great question. And it's true. It's very true. You know, it's, it's, uh, complaints come from everywhere. Uh, we get it all the time. It's, it's unbelievable how that works. Yeah. Okay. We have two more questions here. We got, if I work in a facility, I would have their insurance. If I purchase additional liability, do you know if I can claim on my taxes? Oh, that's a very good question. So if you work within a facility, the facility would have coverage for themselves. So similar, this would be kind of the similar response to the employer's insurance and relying on employer's insurance. So there may or may not be coverage for you, depending on how that policy is structured, but depending on the limits, depending on a lot of factors. So you could still require, I, no, you do still require the professional liability stuff. From a tax perspective, that's very much going to be a better question for, you know, a, an accountant. From us, because if they're underneath us, there we go. Guess you absolutely can still, because it's go. under the pretense of professional membership, so that yeah. you can still claim it on your taxes as long as there you're you a member of the association. Now, individual insurance, I have no idea. Because yeah. the reason why it's it's tax deductible with us is because it's under a professional membership bracket. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm I, even I'm unsure. So yeah, I would reach out to your accountant or something. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But if you do yeah. then gain the membership through Opswap, yes, it sounds like so that's a huge benefit. So then the insurance does get to be uh, tax deductible. Perfect. Okay, two more questions now, not just one. And okay, uh, would the policy cover unpaid wages in the case of a court case? Oh, good question. Okay, so the policy has um, a piece of coverage that responds if you are called in as a witness to essentially give a statement regarding to regarding a hearing or regarding um, a specific conduct issue. Now, if you are the one that's been brought in for that complaint or that conduct issue, it does not respond there. But if you are required to assist somebody through or provide answers in a questioning, yes, it does. I believe it's a thousand dollars a day is the potential for the amount that you can, you can, be reimbursed for that. Perfect. Uh, okay, the next one. Is there a limit of complaints or claims per year? Well, the limit is $75,000 for a disciplinary complaint on an annual on an annual basis. And so what we see a lot of the time is a complaint comes in and it's around that $20,000, $25,000 mark from a cost perspective. So you would still have limit available to you for the remainder of the year if you had more than one. So the limit essentially goes up to that $75,000 mark. Um, doesn't mean that you can only have one. You can have one, two, seven, up to that $75,000 cost. Okay. And that... Oh, one more. <laughs> Popped right up. Okay. So <laughs> fantastic information says, 
We'll be recording. Uh, will this recording be available after the meeting? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we made sure to record it. Uh, as I don't think anybody can remember this entire webinar. Uh, even me, uh, off the top of our heads, I'm learning something new every single day. So absolutely, we will make it available um, on our website. Uh, but later on today, we will be posting it as well on our social media, uh, as we're going to be sharing this through our our YouTube. Uh, so if you just, uh, if you're on our social media platforms, you will find it very quickly uh, sometime this afternoon. So um, with that very informative, Haley, um, love how you broke it right down to the nitty gritty uh, for the PSWs. Um, and how do you sign or apply for this insurance? What's the number? How do I get it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on. Two more questions right. just came in. Sorry, and they're getting us right down to the to the time. That's okay. I'm here. I'm 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 here to answer questions. So I'm happy to do that. How do you so, get it? I think that's a question actually for you, Miranda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go. So I'm just sending this right now uh, to did that. Whoever wants to join the association, our website is www.opswa. As you can see, probably in the screen below me. Uh, .ca.com. Uh, if you look up Ontario PSW Association or Google, we pop up as well. It's not hard. Once you get to our website, you click on memberships. You will see the wide range of memberships that we offer. Um, our most popular, of course, is the PSW or the entrepreneurial memberships. Um, and then to answer the next question, I registered with OPSWA as a student, but I never received a number. How do I get it? Um, so actually you would need to contact us through our email. I will type it in here as well. And this is our email. And once we get an email from you, we will direct you to our HR department. And um, you can then, uh, they will contact you. Um, you. In order to become a member, you have to apply after being a student. You have to actually apply to be a member now uh, and, and show proof of your certification as a PSW. So yeah, this is why we push insurance, everyone. This is why we are so loud and vocal about you guys needing protections on the front line. And that's what PSWs and that's what OPSWA does for you guys is protect you in partnership with Haley and her team over at Lloyd Sade or SAD. Why do I keep saying SAD? SAD. Um, and uh, we're excited to be partnered with them on this new adventure. They have the capacity to help us grow and continue to grow as an association here in Ontario, but also across Canada. So remember, we're also the Canadian Support Workers Association. So we do have members in other provinces as well. So um, without any other questions, I'm going to give you guys one second to come at us with questions. Great questions today. Extremely happy with everyone who attended and asked these questions. It's so important that you know this information with regulation coming down the pipeline in, in Ontario. It's even more important that you guys have your professional liability insurance and at least that you understand uh, why you need this professional liability insurance. Don't rely on others to protect yourself, protect yeah. you protect you absolutely and Miranda too just to even add if they're wondering you know how do I get proof of my insurance I am a, a member already and so once you renew um your your membership with OPSWA they will send you a link specifically and that link you just click on it you add a little bit of information and we will make sure that you get an electronic certificate of insurance right away so it's almost instant make sure that you guys are following those instructions when those emails come over from the association, because that's how you're going to be able to obtain your proof of coverage is through your association membership. 
And you know what, guys? It's so easy with with Haley and her team. It's so quick. Um, even if you, God forbid, misplace your certificate down the line, they can have it back. They can have you guys with another copy. Lickety split. Um, really, at the end of the day, it's about, like we say, and I'm, I will say it till I'm blue in the face, and they've heard me say it for so long. Uh, we need you guys to be good, and we need you guys to be safe so that you can provide your stellar care to those that really require it across our nation. So uh, with that being said, um, Haley, any last words, bits of advice, anything? I think that's all I've got. Okay. You did a wonderful job. Thank you so much, Haley. Um, and to our PSWs that are here today, if you're not a member, www.opswa.ca, we'd love to have you come and join the largest community of PSWs in Ontario, uh, in Canada, the only one, actually. Uh, so come on board. We'd love to have you and we'd love to help you and support you and protect you. And that is our biggest job is protection of the PSWs. Keep being awesome on the front lines. Thanks for being PSWs. And with that, the recording will be online this afternoon. Ops, wow. Thanks so much. Thank you, everyone.